about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshuba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. Are you got your pens and papers? Are you ready to be blinded by God's grace this morning? Here we go. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 24. I'm going to have to stand in one place because I've got a lot of things to say today. Matthew 6, 24 to 31. Uh, message Bible, if you can still find that same one. That will help me. You can worship two gods at once. Loving one God, you will end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. You can worship God and money both. If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtime or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God. I love that, careless in the care of God, careless of what goes on around the world, but just careless in the careful hands of God, and you count far more to him than the birds. Has anyone by fussing in the front of the mirror ever gotten taller by so much of an inch all this time and money wasted on fashion? Do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashion, walk out on the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never print or shop. But have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The ten best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. And if God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which I've never ever seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, and do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting, so you can respond to God's giving. When it's the second week of taking back financial control, and which I pre, pre uh, give a subtitle, defeating financial depression. We've got one more week to go with this. And, and, and I've said last week that researchers have repeatedly found a clear link between mental and financial health. They confirmed that mental health issues are three times more likely to occur in an individual lives who is in debt. Who is in what? Debt. Financial depression is not the absence of money, but an absence of hope to rise from the slavery of financial calamity. Mismanagement of money is the root of depression. Mismanagement of money is the root of depression. Many Christians are praying for more money instead of asking for financial responsibility and wisdom. Did you hear that? Many churches today are going to raise a prayer altar of money while God has ignored them 
Because he knows that what they need is wisdom, not more money. And so the question I've tried to tackle is how do we live a life free of money worries and the depression it brings. And last week, I, the first thing I said is you've got to recognize that money does not bring joy. Because when you know what money stands for, you're more likely to defeat the onslaught of the enemy in bringing depression. The second thing that I feel we need, you understand, give me a 10 pound or a 20 pound note or something like that. Anyone that has it quickly, uh, just, just, I'll give it back to you, don't worry. Uh, just, just anyone, anyone, anyone would do, anyone would do. Thank you. Uh, thank you. So, 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 the first thing money doesn't do is money doesn't give you joy. It will give you temporarily happiness, but it won't give you joy. The second thing I want us to realize today is that, look at me, money needs a vision. Money needs a vision. What did I say? Money needs a what? Vision. Money requires, to put it better, a vision. Proverbs 21.20, the Amplified says, There is precious treasure and oil in the house of the wise who prepare for the future. There is precious what? Treasure and oil in the house of what? The wise. And he defined the wise as those who prepare what? For the future. But a short-sighted and foolish man swallows it up and wastes it. Money stays with those who have a vision. Some people sitting down in church right now have no financial vision or plan, therefore lack an investment mentality. Money will only stay with those who have a vision. So this thing we call money, listen to me, this thing that we call money, money recognizes you. He knows if you're wise, and he knows if you're foolish. So he knows if you know that this thing will give you joy or not. He knows. Money talks. Money talks. In some language they say money talks and something else works. Uh, money talks. Mo- he talks. He, he can speak. He can speak a language. Money speaks a language. You know he speaks a language. He, he speaks a- you, you don't know? Money speaks a language. He, he allows you to use a toilet in some countries. If you get to the airport, it's a difference. It talks. Money, this money recognizes those who know how to use him. I use him or her. Pick which one. And money stays with those who have a vision. Vision is the source of hope and life. The greatest gift given to man is not the gift of sight, but the gift of vision. 
Many people are financially depressed, not because they can't see money, but because they lack a financial vision. You might be blind and have a vision that will make you successful. We've seen people like Ray Charles. We've seen people like Stevie Wonders. We've seen people like Helen Keller. People who are blind but have changed society. If you ever watch the biopic of Ray Charles, Ray Charles could identify money by a touch. Just a touch. He sacked a well-bodied, full-eyesight man off his team. He, he, he sacked him. He, he said, I know you have been cooking the books. The man who had no eyesight, he, he could identify foolish people around him. And many of us, especially my young ones, you lack financial vision. And it pains me. Vision is seeing the future before it comes into being. Social, economic, architectural, medical, scientific and political achievements and advancements all their conception and birth into the power of a vision. Wherever you find yourself tomorrow is a function of what you see today. In the book of Genesis chapter 13 verse 14 to 15, he says, God said to Abraham, he says, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward and westward, he says, for all the land that you see to thee I give unto thy seed forever. You have got to see your financial freedom before you even arrive there. You've got to see it. And we lack financial vision. And that's the reason why I snigger, I laugh, I cringe, and I totally am abhorred and what the church has turned themselves into. Your fasting and praying is absolutely useless when there is no vision. Seriously. Yes. And I agree with you. Churches like this are not popular. I thank God. Because sooner or later people will find the truth. Going all around and thinking that I fasted and prayed and anointed and a clothes and a, and a bottle of oil and will sort out your problems. It won't sort out your problems. Let it be known. I hope one day we flood the airways so all these pastors that are killing you and cheating you and, and lying to you and, and all they want is your tithes and your offering and all that kind of stuff without giving you the meat of the word of God that can deliver you and your future generation will soon be put into oblivion. It is not prayer and fasting. That will add to it and we'll get there while we go along. But we lack financial vision. Oh my God! Ask somebody, what do you want? What, what, why, what is your money doing? I don't know. It's a lack of financial vision. And that's the reason why you spend money frivolously without any foreknowledge of what exactly do I want this money to do for me. People lack vision because they are satisfied with where they are. 
with the status quo. The quality of your life will be determined by your vision and your effort you're willing to put into it to fulfill it. Can I ask yourself, can I ask you questions this morning? Do you really have a financial vision? Is your vision saying you want to be debt free? Is your vision saying that I want to be financially independent? Does your vision have posterity? Not prosperity, poor posterity. Does your vision say my child will go to a better school than I went to? Does your vision say I don't have to be 70 and still be paying a mortgage? What is your vision? Someone said to me, I don't know what to do with the money. I said, pay off your mortgage. It's an investment. Nothing can go wrong. And when you need money, you can take money out of it. Pay the mortgage. Do you have a vision that one day I will walk the streets of London mortgage-free? Do you really think that you shouldn't have another house in Spain? Do you have a vision? Oh, pastor, that's going to work. Do you not think so? Are those who have it, are they better than you? It's just they had a vision. Do you think your children shouldn't be going to the best school? The people who have put them there have a vision. They may sacrifice their holidays because they have a vision. Oh God. When you have a financial vision, you destroy financial worries. What does a financial vision give me? Because every single time my wife and I sit down and we prioritize. What is our financial vision? What do we want to do? We were driving to, we were driving here this morning. And my wife was saying, do you remember years ago when you just said, you know what, I, you need to clear the mortgage. You need to clear the mortgage. We didn't realize that we will have an additional responsibility three years down the line. So I was piling money into it. When that additional responsibility came, we were able to sort it out because we had brought down our mortgage. That's when some of you will go into prayer and God will say, but, but I gave you. I gave you the money. You just didn't have a vision for it. I gave you what you needed. I knew three years down the line there's going to be a need. I knew seven years down the line there's going to be a famine. So I created seven years of plenty. What did you do with it? What did you do? The church worship tabernacle had a financial vision. We had a financial vision. The place you're sitting in right now was only, only bought by less than a hundred people. Financial vision. Because the day we started Worship Tabernacle, the day I said 20% of our income was going to savings. And so when the bank manager came to speak to us, they were saying, oh, we can do this, we can do it. Only one bank manager came. I said, let no other banks deceive you. Any bank will be grateful to have your business. It's a financial vision. A mortgage banker would say, I need to come and see you. Yeah, months down the line, he's still sending an email. Oh, you know, we need to have a meeting. You know, he doesn't bother. If, he, if we were in serious trouble, he would have come. Because there's a vision. I didn't pay any uh, uh, obscene salary because there was a vision 
I knew we were in interchange studio for seven years. I knew one day the owner is going to come. No matter how much you live in someone's place and they love you and they say you can, one day and one day, if it's not the owner, it will be the child, it will be the son, it will be someone will come, somebody will come and will not know Joseph anymore. So it was my vision to be independent of a landlord for a church. Independent. Independent. It's a vision. What's the vision of the church right now? To pay off the mortgage. Yes, it's a vision. And it's a financial vision. And if you don't have a financial vision for your life or for your family, then you are moving around aimlessly and you will soon enter into a place of depression. Let me give you some directions quickly. What does a financial vision give us? Number one, it gives direction. What does it do? It gives what? I'm being nice to you today. So what does it give you? Direction. Vision serves as a roadmap. It simplifies the decision-making process. When you have a financial vision, it develops compelling goals and visions for the future and have savings and investments that are geared towards it. Financial direction. Many young ones don't have no direction in where they're going. Maybe if I can't really do something with the older generation, surely I can do something with you. Vision is the energy of progress. Anything that moves us closer to our vision gets a green light. Everything else is approached with caution. He gives me direction. So, they now invite my daughter and say to you, uh, I want you to be chief bridesmaid. Is it in your financial vision? <laughs> That's the point. And, 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 and if I'm going to be chief bridesmaid, are you buying my dress? What financial uh, implication would this be? If it does not go into your vision of clearing your debt or moving you forward, then it has what is called an amber light, most likely red. Do you understand me? However, many of you, you go everywhere, anywhere they call you, so you don't offend anyone. You're there, you're there, you're there, because you lack direction. I have not heard anything, because the last time I said this, I got into trouble. But I, I would love to be in trouble when I say the truth. I, I haven't heard anything. If you have planned anything with anyone, forgive me, I haven't heard anything. But one day my wife said, someone is inviting us for a 30-year-old party. That one, I won't get into trouble. I said, where? They said, somewhere in the West End. Ah, that's nice. And then she said, 50 pounds per head. I said, that's not nice. It's not in my financial vision. It's in not my direction. If I now pay hundred pounds here, then the following week another hundred pounds, and then the following week after then hundred pounds, and then my daughters now say we have to do this and we have to do this. So at the end of the day, because I'm pastor, I will go into the no. Sorry, come to church. I will pray for you. I will lay oil upon you. All the oil that you ate over there, I will replenish it when you come here. 
It's not in my financial. It's not in my financial vision. It's not in my. I don't have to be popular with you and more popular with my own generation coming. It's not in my financial vision. Why are you making me the chief bridesmaid? Why are you making me the best man? Is it in my financial vision? Does it go with the direction where I'm going? If it's not, ditch it. Because vision will prioritize your values. Without vision, good things will keep you from achieving great things. You missed that. Without vision, good things will stop you from achieving great things. It's good to be chief bridesmaid. It's good to be best man. It's good to be in this party. It's good to go for this birthday. It's good to go for this celebration. But you will never achieve great things. Because great achievers are the ones who know how to say no. A vision is different from a fantasy. <laughs> Many people have fantasy. They call it dream. But it will always be a dream if you keep sleeping. A vision wakes you up with a purpose to pursue. That's why you can't endure the cross for the joy that is set before you. It gives you direction. It gives you direction. My wife and I, we went to a, a, a wedding yesterday. We went to conduct a wedding. Beautiful. Small. Nice. I met a saxophonist there. I led the hymn. Simple. And nice. Same place. Uh, reception. Nice. When we sat down with them, they were still, the guy was still telling me, no, 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 there was a vision that we will not touch the money that we have to buy a house for a wedding. That's why we caught, we caught the crowd. Are they married today? Yes. Some of you, your direction is to beat the last marriage or the last wedding. The, the concern, not let me use the word I want to use. The concern now is that I'm also... Ooh, I'm going to be in trouble now. I should say it. I'm going to be in trouble right now. Uh, if you have the money, God bless you. But let me talk to those foolish ones who don't have the money. You need to get married. That's all. Now I'm seeing double money being spent all over the place. You, you, I, I, I see, I'm sitting down with so, how is this budget so, oh, we have to do engagement party. And nowadays, the engagement party is a show off. If you can, if you can afford it, if your parents are paying for it, fine. But seriously, come on. In the olden days, the father, the mother, some family, they go and meet in the house. They say we want to marry. They do the exchange. It's done. You can do it, but make sure you check deep down within you. Is this a show-off? Can I really afford this? Because if I take this money and invest it in something else, what would it produce? Who am I trying to show off for? Because you want to dance. Wear all the clothes in one go. One, one lady got married and she did her wedding dress in such a way that she can use it in the evening. That's all. Tell me what wedding dress the person who married four weeks ago. What color? What was the dress? What was the design? Everyone's quiet. We've forgotten. We're looking for the next one. 
As you stand there and she's coming in and you're taking, you even forgot that you took it. No direction. And so they're spending double, everyone's quiet. Pastors offended some people. Fantastic. Uh, uh, you're doing double wedding. The, the engagement is a wedding on its own. The wedding is a wedding on its own. Now, I, I, if my son is going to get married, I may do the same thing. But I, <laughs> that's if I can afford it. But if you're just growing, you're just coming up, and you want to please everyone. Oh, this is going to be important. Even your parents. A good thing is different from a great thing. If you cannot afford it, you cannot afford it. If they want you to do it, they should pay for it. It's just as simple as that. Because we cannot go down the same route our parents went through. They said we will be better and greater than them. That means we should be more financially uh, intelligent than them. That's their prayer for us. And sometimes we must be able to show the light. Because my dad is grateful I left this church to be who I am today. And he's saying, thank God you made that decision. When he read my book, he said, I, if I had known what I knew now, I wouldn't have done what I did then. He says, now you do what I, don't do the mistakes I made. And we're pleasing everyone because good things, they will truncate great things if you don't have a financial vision. It will never give you direction. It will never tell you where you're going or where you're not going. Is it 12 o'clock or is it 11 o'clock? Oh, sorry. Okay. I thought we were in the second service already. <laughs> financial vision will stop you from comparing. As you focus on your own lane. Hence, I will not spend money on things or other things because I have direction. First Corinthians 9.26, the Living Bible says, I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. Any man who knows where he's going is automatically focused. Because your friend bought a car, then you went to buy a car. Let me say this to you, ladies and gentlemen. As the Bible rightly said, he, he said in, in Matthew chapter 6, he says, who really cares? Did you not read it? He says, who really cares what you're wearing? He says, all this time, and money wasted on fashion, do you think it makes that much difference? Who actually really cares? A man that has financial vision sets his face like flint. This week, someone, two people sent me a photograph of their lunch pack where they have now started to put lunch in the lunch pack I gave to them. That's direction. It's the receiving direction. Someone took a photograph of a of croissant from uh, uh, Sainsbury's who takes four different Direction. Some of you still went and bought stuff in the place where I told you be careful because you lack direction. Uh, Pastor, this is the last time. It's never the last time. And I'll keep saying this because each time you go there, you will be hearing my voice. You're hearing my, you, the, the only thing you'll be hearing is foolishness, 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 foolishness. I've said it seven times. Foolishness. Each time you go there, you will hear foolishness. Guilt will consume you. It's either by force or by prayer. One way, we're going to get this message inside you. 
Pastor, break it down to me. How do I really get direction? A budget gives a vision and direction to your spending. A what? Don't look holy. Tap someone beside you and say, do you have a budget? No, I didn't ask you to ask. When you ask a question, you're supposed to get a response. They're asking question for question. Now tap them again. Say, do you have a budget? Say, 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 okay. Say, quickly show me your budget. Let me see your budget. Where's the word budget in the Bible? I can show you. Habakkuk, 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 whatever it is called. 2 verse 2. And the Lord answered me. He says what? Write, read it along with me. Write the... Make it what? On what? So... Ah, you, have, you, you don't have a budget. I'm, I'm sure you can read. Let's read again. And the Lord answered. Can you see there is an answer to prayer? There is an answer to prayer. The Lord answered me. He says what? So he may run who reads it. Planning finances means planning and managing income and expenditure to ensure that priorities are met and, the, and that control of expenditure is maintained. Proverbs 27, 23 to 24. Just in case somebody thinks we're in an, uh, 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 a different meeting. No. Riches can disappear fast. Your money can disappear fast. And the king's crown doesn't stay in his family forever. Look at what he said. He says, so what? Watch your business interests closely. Know the state of your flock and your heads. I've preached this before and I will continue to preach it. There are six reasons why you should have a budget and depend upon it. Number one, it helps you control your money instead of your money controlling you. Number two, a budget is telling your money where you want it to go rather than wondering where it goes. So, this is what some of us do. We go to the till. Castle, follow me. Many of us won't even check the balance. We won't check the balance because the balance is discouraging. <laughs> and then we'll take 10 pounds from it. And then at the end of the day, Where's the 10 pounds? The following morning, you go there. Oh, there's something I need to buy. 20 pounds. And you carry a whole world of cash. And you know what? Some people who even have more financial intelligence will come and say, borrow me a fiver. Borrow me a tenner. I'll pay it back to you. They keep borrowing money because they've seen the money in your wallet. I don't carry cash anymore. Even I told my baba, go and get a card machine. So I can pay you the exact money. Because these tips are killing me. <laughs> because they will... I love, I love these barbers. They will say 12 pounds. <laughs> so so you, you give them 15 pounds. I say, oh, oh, no change. Or oh, 20 pounds, no change. 
Right. They don't even give me change anymore. They just say, thank you, pastor. <laughs> so I go and get a card machine. Because money disappears quick. I call it leaking cash. This money obeys where you send it to. Number three, it will assist you in saving an investment. Wow, my time's gone. Number four, it determines your state of living and develops boundaries. Number five, it prepares you for financial emergencies. I really cringe when people say, oh, this came on to me, I wasn't prepared. And you've been working for how many years? But then you ask them, do you have a budget? I'm going to deal with other stuff. There's some, some stuff, sometimes things come that you're not prepared for. You lose your job and all that. I'm going to teach you as we go along. But I'm talking about those who really God has blessed with one income or the other. Do you have a budget? Number six, it helps us get out of debt and stay out of debt. Put it up before. I made a, I've done this before so many times and I'll do it very periodically. Budget. Put my slide on. The meaning of budget. B means breaking what? The cycle. U means underspending. If someone was saying right now, uh, kiss the bride, all your phones will go out. Your phones are still in your pocket. Instead of taking that picture, you won't take that picture. It's not concerned. You don't, you're not concerned about that right now. It would have gone on Instagram if they were dancing, you know, in a party. It would have, this, um, I've left here, take, pick, take your, now your phones can work. It means underspending. Maybe I should get in the middle of it. So. <laughs> when you have a budget, it will break the cycle of frivolous spending. When you have a budget, it will make you underspend. When you have a budget, it will give you the determination to stay on your lane. When you have a budget, it will allow you to learn to give. When you have a budget, you will be enterprising. And when you have a budget, tithing will not become an issue. What is a budget? Put on my slide, just in case they don't understand what a budget is. Put me on. You can see that. So it's simply this. You need to have a budget for the month you're going into. Most of the time, you just need to do that budget one time. You need to do that budget through going through your last three bank statements. I sat with one of my lovely daughters recently, last week, and I said, show me uh, your bank statement. And when she showed me her bank statement, I said, what is, what is this money for? What is this money for? In fact, one, she didn't even remember what it was for. It took a while to remember. What is this for? What is this for? What is this for? And by the time we made the calculation, there was a lot of money that was not accounted for. When I do my budget, I'm not doing a budget for last month. You do a budget for the month you're going into. So, what's today's date? 28. So, many of you are paid now or going to be paid. So, what is the budget for November? Number one, you, are, you first have to know what is my salary. I mean, my take home. If my take home is 2000 plus, plus... What are my additional money I get? 
So just in case you, some of you, you use your hands, you are into photography, you're, you're, you've got these skills and these other stuff, the extra money coming in that you use to spend on Saturday and Friday, if you make a calculation, in a month it could weigh up to four, five hundred pounds, and in ten months you've blown five thousand pounds. By the way, let me reverse back. Last week I spoke about the uh, Costa Pesos, uh, name all those stuff where you go and buy your tea. And we made a calculation that one person, you could be losing what? Like £5,000 in 10 months. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? That if you keep buying £20 every single day, you multiply that by 5, you multiply that by 5 uh, weeks, and you multiply that by, by, by 10 months, it could be 5000 But you need to know that that's for one person. If you're married, that means £10,000 is going down the drain. When you have a budget, you have your tithes. I've helped the women put hair and nails there too. Uh, food, which includes, which includes takeaway and drinks. And when I talk about food, I say to ourselves in our, in our home, what is the amount of money we need to spend for food? Including sometimes buying bulk. So if we have, if 200 pounds is what we use, need to buy for food, we take the 200 pounds out or put it in, in an account, that is where we'll spend for. Don't come and tell me at the 15th money has finished. No. If it's finished, then we start to drink gallium sulfate or whatever comes in. Some of you will understand that later on. Meaning cocoa pops. <laughs> we drink cocoa pops. We go on a fast. You're not coming back. And that includes takeaway. So, when I used to eat a lot of Chinese, and I know I'm spending £7 or £8 every single week, that's £28. So, £30 was included. We have £170. What do you like to eat? My wife said, nothing. Thank God for that. So, £30 is mine. We eat whatever we have. That is the money, including bread, including milk, including all that stuff. And if you are living at home with your parents, Child care, miscellaneous, that is the money I will give you that you don't need to account for. And if you have a vision, your miscellaneous will not be high. One day I told them, they came with a, uh, uh, an account, a budget. I said, what's the miscellaneous? 300 pounds. And 300 pounds, that means in, in, uh, there's no account for 3,000 pounds in 10 months. 3,600 pounds in a year. Well, what are you doing? My wife and I have been on a miscellaneous expense for over the last 19 years now. Or, yeah, because it was 50 pounds before. Or 19 years, 100 pounds each for 21 years. Don't come and talk to me about where I live, the car I drive, the, 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 the uh, where I go to, when you can't make the same sacrifice. I mean, she's on 100 pounds, 100 pounds, 100 pounds for 19 years. Because everything else is paid for. 100 pounds, blow it on whatever you want. Of course, sometimes she blows mine too, but you know. <laughs> but, 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 but that's our budget. That's our budget. So miscellaneous, means, that includes going to your movies. Everything. Then we now got bills, which is mortgage, which is petrol, which is car insurance, which is electricity, which is cable, which is sky. Sky! Single person. You're on Sky. You've got Sky Sports, Sky TV, Sky. You, honestly, you have no direction. 
Because the minimum right now for all that is 90 pounds. 90 pounds on TV, excluding TV license, which is another, let's say, 12 pounds. That brings you to 102 pounds. I am still not talking about your Netflix, your Amazon, and your all that kind of stuff. You have all that together. And then I'm not talking about your, your Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff. You have that all together. Some of you, on entertainment alone, you're spending 150 pounds. 150 times 10, as I usually do it. You, how much have you spent there? On something you barely even watch. You're not at home to watch. There's match of the day on Saturday. I, I haven't got there yet. Come on, baby, wait. <laughs> then we've got British gas. And some of you have been with... <laughs> no, we've got gas. Sorry, gas, gas. Gas. We've got gas. I just put British because we're in Britain. Uh, I put gas there. And some of you have been with the same energy company for 15 years. It's foolishness. Laziness. Because when I changed my energy provider, I saved 600 pounds a year. Some of you have been with the same car insurance because of laziness. I changed my car insurance yearly. Give me another. Go back to the other one. This is how much this other one is giving me. Oh, we can't match that. Bye-bye. Give me my no claims bonus. God bless you. Even if it's a hundred pounds difference, the fact that you're now using me as an employer customer to mess up, I go somewhere else. Same company. Same telephone company. Now you can move your phone numbers with ease, but no. Because there's no direction. How many more pages have I got? Okay. Wherever God says I should stop, I will stop. Home insurance. You've got to swap. Cancel tax. Life insurance. Anybody that is at the age of 23, 22, and is working, I'm begging you, go and get a lifetime life insurance. It is cheaper. You have no idea. Life insurance plus uh, critical illness. What are you doing? You rather spend money as chief bride. I'm not looking at you. I know you, you won't dare do that. But, 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 but you rather spend money as chief than insure your life. That if anything goes wrong, just, just, just a, a smell of cancer, you will get your money. But we're not prepared. And we're blaming the government. You can even go on private health insurance for as less as £10, £20, when you're younger and you have no illness, nothing. But no, we don't think about that because there's no direction. But you know what? If you invest in your life, you have longevity for where you're going. If you're married, put my slide up. If you're married, simple. We both come together and we have a budget. The, you look up that there. The husband's salary, the wife's salary, there are different ways you can do it. Put your, tell your, your company you want your salaries to go into a joint account. From the joint account, you have two accounts, as you can see it. You, you have a savings account 
and you have a that where is joint account the one belief i call it a a a what do i call it when i have a uh, home account that's where all the bills go from so we stop arguing my wife and i don't argue on finances uh, i need 50 pounds for what there's no point we pay everything. We're not getting to the till. I want to buy an iron. And then I say, hey, you know, I paid for the school fees. You paid for this. What nonsense is that? Everything goes from one account. We're not fighting. It's just, 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 in fact, I'm even sitting down and she pays. And I'm not even asking, where did you get the money from? Because it goes from the bill account. Bill account. Bill account. That your money, I don't care. It doesn't matter how much she earns or I earn. If it goes into an account, and then from there it goes into a bill account, the bill account will pay for all our bills. Are you following what I'm saying? And then from there, what is left goes into the savings account. Are you following what I'm saying? You better pray for, to God to marry someone you can have a financial destiny together. That's time you're wasting your time. Uh, if you're not married, that's your first prayer point. Don't listen to your mom or your dad who had it. My mom and dad didn't come together financially, but that didn't mean we didn't come together financially. You just need prayers and listening. And when you do that, you will find out that your finances will come together. Give me the second slide because that's a slight adjustment to the second slide, please. Second slide. So, you, so if you still want you to have your own personal account, you can have your personal account. Why does You can now put money into the joint account and put the money into the savings account, but the only money that should be left in your different accounts is supposed to be miscellaneous. So it doesn't matter how much you earn. The only money left in your account as couples is supposed to be miscellaneous. The rest goes into the bill account and the savings account, which can be multiple, different ISAs. So she has an ISA, I have an ISA, because, you know, government-wise, you get more money if it's separate. But nobody spends from the ISA. It's called a budget. And Proverbs 29, 18, let me round this up. Proverbs 29, 18 says, Without prophetic vision, people run wild. But blessed are those who follow God's teaching. Your family, your home will go wild if you're married, if you do not have a vision. What people call spirituality or waited on God is blatant laziness. Pursuit is the evidence of desire. God will give you the desires of your heart, not the wishes of your heart. Wish is lazy. If, if wishes were whole horses, beggars will ride. Wish is lazy. Desire is a passion that is a go-getter. Your success will always elude you until you begin to mature in financial discipline. You have great potentials that can be harnessed. But you cannot do that in a careless circumstance. You need to discipline yourself to pave your way to success. Vision is the cure for waste and a lack of financial control. Men of vision live a waste-free life. Because they are committed to the pursuit of definite goals. And now number two, sorry. Vision brings discipline. It brings discipline. When you're disciplined, you will eradicate waste. There's a difference between interest and commitment. 
When you are interested in doing something, you do it only when circumstances permit. When you're committed to doing something, you accept no excuses. I know you've been sitting down for a long time, but you need to hear this. Vision, money, discipline deals with uncontrolled desires. Now we're heading towards Christmas. Many people live a prodigal lifestyle of unrestrained spending and end up in shame and poverty. A lack of discipline, financial discipline, will not even make you do a budget. I guarantee, no, let me reverse it. I guarantee and pray that 100% of us will go back home and sit down and do a budget before they eat their, their, their afternoon meal. Because while you're eating the food, you, you need to remember, this is uncontrolled spending. Many of you are going to live here and you're going to end up in Kentucky. Uh, 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 give me names because I don't want to be sued. Uh, Nando's, uh, come on, keep, keep going. Uh, uh, McDonald's and all that kind of stuff because you, no control spending. Some of you are even living in your parents' house and they will ask you, can you just borrow me 50 pounds? You're asking your parents why. They should kick you out. Why what? You're not paying a mortgage. You're not paying council tax. That's the reason when you get married, you're frustrated. Because you don't know how to handle the tough things of life. And instead of you getting into that rut, use the advantage of kneeling down and kissing your parents' feet every single day while you're saving. Some of you can still live... Sorry, parents. Forgive me. Some of you can still live in their house and still buy a property. And rent it out. Additional income. They're not kicking you out, so what's the hurry? You can even tell them, I will pay for this room while you're investing in other places. But no, most of the time, you're just dancing away on Instagram. <laughs> your, your uncontrolled desire, uncontrolled desire for clothes. Uncontrolled desire for jewelries, uncontrolled desire for cars, addictive behavior, lack of temperance, lack of financial control, wasting money during Christmas while you're still lumbered with debt. debt. You want to maintain a particular lifestyle so that everyone knows you're at this level. You're not at any level. As I said on Wednesday, there's a difference between being blessed and looking blessed. Today, we must break the mindset of borrowing. You must take action. God weighs your action before he proves your faith. Discipline makes you get rid of that credit card. How many people have credit cards right now? Don't lift your hands. How many people are in debt with their credit cards? You need to do a plastic surgery. I've done it before here, and some of you have gone back. Where is your faith? In credit card or in God? You went to lie to them. Imagine you tell them when you went to your credit card that your pastor cut your credit card. You lied that you lost it. You didn't lose it. <laughs> cut your credit card. Let me leave. I can't deal with the other one. Financial vision. It gives you direction. It gives you discipline. And it brings development. I mean progress. 
Let me close by saying this. I am frustrated. I am absolutely frustrated with financial depression in people's life when I can see the potentials they have. You don't need more money. You just need wisdom. I can't count how many people have sat down to do their budget and yet you're still back in debt. It's a frustration. Because I can guarantee that many of you earn way more than we, your pastors, earn. Way more. When we were earning little, we were still saving. When we were earning little, we still were able to buy off our property. I mean, buy, buy, I mean we had 50%, then we were able to buy the other 50%. How much was I earning? 700 pounds. Even if it's in today's currency, how much would that be? Maybe 1,500 pounds. But we still were able to save. And the thing is that the young, the young ones, you have a great opportunity in this era Especially when you're staying at home for longer. Don't save all your money for a liability wedding. Don't do that. It will come and it will go. Don't save your money for an exotic holiday. Don't start where you're supposed to end. You know every exotic place in the world. Maldives, Bali, Mauritius, Marrakesh, everything is them. And lastly, don't be lazy to put your hands to the plow. Not every job you will like, but do it. Because you have a vision. Stop resigning all over the place. You have a vision. I'm in this job because I have a vision. I have a vision. I was at the post office, leaving church on Wednesday to go to my post office job, leaving pastoring on Wednesday. People were offended because I couldn't cancel. You know those days when I would say, uh, sorry, I can't cancel anyone. I have a post office job to go to from 11 o'clock till 5 a.m. Ask my wife. Because I had a vision. Sorting letters. Begging them for Christmas due so I can walk during Christmas. And I was pastor. And then you would start complaining. Eh, these pastors, they have... Don't let God slap you. <laughs> because it is, a, it, is, it, is, it, is a, it is hard work. Hard work. And then I wake up the following morning and run and do something else before I come to church. Pick up my son and then come to church. And then you see my wife running all over, going to Italy, coming back, running and selling stuff. Just because we had a financial vision and direction, we will not put our hands to the money of the church. Never. So when we were financially suffering, church was not an option. So why can I now teach you what I haven't lived through? Yeah, time is fast spent. But you need to hear the story. You need to get up and get something done in your life. And then God will bless the works of your hands, not the wishes. Come on! You young ones have better opportunities than we had. Maximize it. Go for it. 
Even if you're cleaning the floor, clean it with grace. That money has a vision. It has a direction. My boss is not my, my problem. I don't... Who, who are you? It is my, my boss is my direction. It's my vision. So you may not like me at work. It is none of my business. I'm working because I have a vision. Sooner or later, I'm going to leave this place because I have a vision. The vision is for an appointed time. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel Worship Tabernacle 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ Archway, London Thank you for listening.